Deep Production. Yes! Welcome back to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we have an opinion like we have a clue. Thank you for coming back. And here's your host, John Nothing Doe. I always feel like Michael Buffer should be doing that for us here at Go Deep Productions. Welcome back to the show. It's 2023, motherfuckers. Happy New Year. I know it's been a while, but guess what? We're here to stay, as I always say to you. Once again, you can always reach us on our website. Send us an email. Send us a message on Instagram. More Sports Mofo loves the hate, so give him the hate mail. I know we've heard other people say that, but he really does enjoy it. On today's show, we have the one and only More Sports Mofo. How are you, pal? As always, John, happy to be here. Uh, it's a shame that we have to do this together, but uh, in the name of our listeners, I am here for them, not for you. I'm super glad because I would have felt weird <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way that's it so welcome back happy new year by the way i miss your face and i miss your voice and i know that sounds weird but i mean that with the best intentions sir oh well absolutely and likewise to you and to our listeners uh happy happy new year and hope everyone's keeping safe out there enjoying all these turbulent times we're seeing in the markets and financial uh, you know we're in some interesting times here john i have to say that for sure Hey, the Leafs are winning hockey, so I can I can live with a lot of what's going on as long as the Leafs keep winning, you know what I'm saying? Well, come on, John. Like, we know that's going to end in the first round for sure. Uh, not like you in bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least one thing's consistent is the slaps are still being handed out. You know, like uh, 2023, I got some new ones coming. Just, <laughs> just to make sure you feel loved there, mofo. Oh, I, I feel it. Trust me, I feel it, John. Well, talking about feel it. What have you been up to? What keeps Motorsports Mofo busy during all this time? I know you've been busy on Instagram. Ah, I mean, you know, much like everyone else, uh, as I, I would, I guess, I would say, in the joking sense, working and jerking. Um, in the more serious sense, I know, right? You know, in the more serious side, um, just day to day family stuff, and of course, still tinkering away on the cars throughout the off season. Um, not as much, obviously, as during the, the warm summer months. But in this particular season past, I was able to put everything away in relatively good condition, good shape. So, you know, I've, I've just been honestly enjoying it, doing the family thing, trying just to take some time just to reflect on, you know, reflect on your past, the one coming forward, you know, get oh, yourself wow. into a positive space, right? Well, talking about things that aren't so positive, did you go watch <laughs> the movie Black Adam? I have not. Neither is a lot of people. But... Um, in saying that, there's been a big feud between The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, as everybody's probably already been noting and talking about, and Warner Brothers. So here's my problem with this. And I just want to lightly touch this while we're just rambling on about anything and everything. So I guess The Rock likes to have his hand involved in a lot of the, like the producer role. And even if he has no say, he wants his name listed. And he wanted um, the guy that played Superman. I can't remember his name. Henry Cavill, I think his name is. He wanted him to face... That's Superman to face Black Adam, I guess, down in the future. And Warner Brothers were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just finish Black Adam. So anyways, they put that Superman in the end credits, I guess, of Black Adam. And then they're like, yeah, by the way, we're not using that guy anymore. And, uh, you know, if you don't uh, do a, a thing with Shazam, you're out too. And I guess the Rock's way of um, countering that was he unfollowed Black Adam on Twitter. And I know that, that sounds like tribute kind of stuff, but... It's pretty monumental when you think about it. You know what? Though, like, here's here's something I've taken some time to reflect upon. And again, I know it, I know when I when I talk about reflection, I suppose it does sound pretty corny. I'm not like a 
I don't consider myself like, you know, a spiritual person or any of that sort of bullshit. But I just want to say it like in, in this regard is that you look at some of this stuff and it's trivial. It's trivial in the sense of like you look at things going on globally and this and that. And just when you start to stand back, it's like someone unfollowed someone out. If they were, if it was just say myself and you, John, unfollowing one another, I mean, no one would give two fucks, right? Let's be honest. Zero fucks. But to be here honest. is someone. <laughs> here, no, but and that's just it. But here it's someone of notoriety that is very famous, popular, whatever. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, it's, it's such a trending thing, and it's front page news, if you will. But when you when you really get into the weeds of it, I mean, you know what? Personally, for me, it's like I haven't I haven't given a fuck. I haven't thought much about it. I have heard about this this part of the story here that you're talking about but i don't know i mean again like i guess sort of just again upon reflection looking at you know what's going on in the mortgage uh and the banking sector all that stuff and you're you're, you're reading what people using the food banks more just other things just in general um i gotta be honest like, I, I just i look at stuff like that and it's like do i really care like you know here's someone that's being made multi-millions of dollars to make a movie you know what you're in the next one you're not in the next one does it really like does it hurt my feelings you know i could give two fuck if you don't like the decision warner brothers make you know go see their movie movies in the future. I don't know. Again, maybe I'm being a little bit heinous there, but just interesting times, I guess that's I put a different perspective on on certain things. And to be honest, that's just one of them. And if I really felt that strongly about it, and you know, to be honest, I know there's times like when we've talked in the past pertaining to, to NASCAR and a driver sponsor. And if and if there's something where I, I didn't like that maybe that driver did, that maybe then I in turn I would not or dare I say I would boycott boycott their sponsor. Well, in this case, maybe if I don't like something that Warner Brothers has done, maybe I don't go see their movies. But at the end of the day, you know, does it stop me from sleeping at night? Mm, I could really give two fucks. But that's just myself. Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Also, before we get yeah. off the topic of the Rock, human growth human hormones. Human it's hormones. said. I I don't know personally. Obviously, I'm not the Rock. I don't. I'm not in his iron paradise. But it's been said that that's something he's using to make himself a lot bigger than he was in wrestling and although this question probably is more suited for to big show than yourself what's your thoughts on someone that's in their 50s using like a steroid to enhance their body to be honest i don't know enough about it you know i've i've read different things and the side effects and that but at the end of the day i mean again care less like in terms of you know where somebody would chime in and say oh he as an example say he was doing it oh well and some people would say well you know the rock shouldn't be doing that he's a role model for children and you know people should be accepted as they are and that's to die. You know what? Listen, at the end of the day, everyone's got their own decisions to make their own body. If he wants to do it, so be it. I mean, because the law of mechanical, like what makes up our bodies and everything and physics and such, you know, you can only get so big, so jacked, as people would say, or so ripped, like yeah. on your own. And then eventually, sometimes, you know, you are going to need assistance just to make yourself, you know, better, stronger, faster, whatever. And that's just a simple reality of life. And I think once we all accept that, you know, we can finally get away from a, a point of body image shaming and, and photoshopping. I mean, that whole thing just in general, I think, honestly, you know, be happy with yourself. And in this case, if he's happy with himself, I mean, the raw in the, the physique that he is in and and all the power to him. And if that means for him to be happy that he is using steroids or human growth, you know, stuff to, to make him bigger, whatever, cool. And if he's doing it all naturally, even better. My hat is off to him even more so. But again, like at the end of the day, I guess personally, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about what the next person is doing in, in, in this sort of regard. No, I, I get that. So you kind of touched on something that I would love to sit down and talk about, but we'll, we'll just pick your, your brain a little bit right here. So you going yeah. back to what you just said in your statement, you made a comment about like people should be happy with themselves and not like mm-hmm. body shame others. My question to you is where is the line though, right? Because I think some people don't understand there is a line still, you know, and it, you should be happy with yourself 
by all rights, and I'm not about body shaming. So I want I want that to be out there. But there has well, to be a, a well, certain unless point. you're unless you're GI Joe, because I mean we shame the fuck out of him every time we get a chance. Let's be honest. With but I mean, look at his face. No, I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Like, but I mean, the shovel when it hit it, it just it, there was no shame. Like it just it happened. I, and I really think he was just born that way. But I mean, maybe it was the shovel. I don't know. <laughs> Um, He's not here, but you know, I, I, so I, I know we are really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for not you know, being you know, here, I, fucker. So I, I read a thing the other day online, and that being said, I, I read it, and uh, I don't know, maybe I spent thirty-five seconds on reading it, and thought to myself, hmm, interesting, and see where this sort of goes mentality. But it was saying about in somewhere or in the United States type thing that they're gonna start exploring um, treating children that are deemed obese or overweight. I think once they are at the age of 12 or older, that they will start that treatment and they were sort of classifying it as like a, a disease, I think, something of that nature. I'd have to again go back and read it. But essentially they were saying that, you know, let's be honest, most of us out there and if you're not, again, my hat's off to you, but most of us would be probably deemed obese in terms of the, you know, based on body max index and everything. And But that being said, I think you can also be medically overweight, but still deemed healthy, right? Okay. Now, could we all eat a little healthier? Could we all be, yeah, of course, whatever, right? Fuck that. I mean, whatever works for you, again, that is my opinion. So I try to go somewhere down the middle of the road on this, eating healthy, enjoying life, and you know this, that, the other. But I think, like, you know, when you when you cram it in the society more, where you have to fall into this this sort of little window of of space that you you need to be within a certain measurement. I mean, it, I think you get into a slippery slope, John. I think because then where does it end? Where where's next? So oh well, I'm now you're like a scientific point of view. Maybe not like a body shaming point of view, but I mean scientifically speaking, if they can say okay, at this point here, you've gone too far and you're causing damage, and there's potential of all the other health issues coming down the line because of it. So where's okay? The, so here like, here, here, the here again then. So here again. So as an example, and I want to be crystal clear, I am not, but you know, everyone has their different reasons. Absolutely. And all this other malarkey. So I'm going to just skip all that bullshit. Everyone has, you know, what they would like to ideally be. Yes. Are there some people, and we've all seen the show, you know, um, 600 pounds, 700 pound people and, yes. and what have you. And I'm sure though, if you ask them, did would they like to be in this situation? No. Somehow they got there and, you know, so do I think there is a threshold that yes, you should not, dare I say, be able to go past before medically something is just, okay, intervened? Sure. But it's such a slippery slope because then next thing it's like, well, I mean, you're already, again, there was another study out there the other day, John, talking about, you know, people should be drinking less than, I think it was like two, two drinks a week or some bullshit or. I think I read that um, too, but I don't, and it's I'm just not like, no, no, but no, no, I'm, that's fine. I'm just saying though, in the sense of where does you get into a slippery slope with the, the weight and the body image thing, you get into that slippery slope where, okay, government overreach and people making decisions for themselves, having personal accountability. And you could argue this so many ways back and forth, John, pertaining yeah. to, well, someone that maybe is say morbidly obese, then is going to cost the healthcare system X number of dollars more because they are bigger, um, because the likelihood thereof 
diabetes and possible heart attack, stroke, et cetera, et cetera. But then you go down that slippery slope. If you're going to start cutting that, you know, what your BMI can be, then all of a sudden, oh, well, now we're going to start cutting in how much alcohol or if people use tobacco products or marijuana product. Like you, you get into that slippery slope, I think, of overreach and, and you know, I, I think. See, I wonder about that. I th- and I don't want to cut you off, but I, I wonder about that. And this is why I wonder about that, because collectively as a whole, okay, in, in case all you guys are not from Ontario and you're listening, Ontario, Canada, we have OHIP. OHIP basically is the Ontario health system for us. So OHIP basically, when you go to the hospital, it's paid for. You go to the doctor, it's paid for. Your prescriptions, on the other hand, you're paying for that shit yourself. But so we're collectively putting money in a pool, okay? And that pool has to, you know, like it's, I guess it's based on, you know, it, it thinks that you're only going to use the health system for X amount of things and emergency things only so often. But when we're doing a pool system and someone's abusing their body in a sense, and I'm not saying that I'm about government overreach, so please don't misunderstand this when I say this, but there has to be a threshold, I think, eventually where it's like, hey, hang on a second. If we don't, okay. we just, don't. Just a second here. Just, sorry, just to stop you, John. Like I, I can just feel my head's about to explode. Yeah. So, here, here's like the problem is like when you talk about then that they're doing damage to themselves or and that, you know, costing the healthcare system. I, I don't remember but if we other, talked about there's it. There's other costs involved though. I, I, no, other- I know. Just, just let me go with this. I got to get this out just for a second. I, I, it starts to boil my blood. I mean, again, we could have the, a full discussion on a whole other time about the opioid crisis and about, you know, heroin and fentanyl and all these other illicit drugs that are out there. And here in Ontario, as an example, we have safe injection site, right? So if you want to talk about if you want to have that conversation about people doing harm to themselves because case in point, their cholesterol is too high or they're eating too much McDonald's or too many Coca-Cola's or whatever, every product in theory has a warning label, whether it be on the ingredient or a calorie count or whatever. And I think that every adult personally, you know, we all make choices, whether it's the, the choice on the car you drive, the choice on your clothing, school, you know, married, single, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. And again, if, like I say, I'm not saying that, People shouldn't be accountable to a certain degree. But I mean, again, if you were going to go down that slope and try to say, well, you can't do this because you're calming, causing self-harm. No, no, no. It's not, it's not even the matter of self-harm. So let me finish okay. kind of the direction Sorry. I'm going. So not only are you causing harm to yourself, which is fine. I believe that you're entitled to make that decision to harm yourself in a sense. Right. But now there's the emotional harm that's happening to the loved ones around you. Right. And I believe that when you look at fast food as an industry, there's known to be a lot of additives and those additives are addictive. Right. So I want to dive too deep, but then there becomes the responsibility of, well, if we're putting additives that are addictive in food, then does the responsibility now somewhat shift off of the individual that's addicted to your food? And I think there has to be some form of responsibility because at the end of the day, if maybe those addictives weren't in that food, then they wouldn't be coming to your establishment as often you get what i'm saying you see like i'm not blaming again though john you 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 get into like even then the marketing side of any product and different tricks that they use to keep you thinking about that product to keep you whether word association or photo association how you, you know you name it right and how you correlate their product your thoughts and your emotions and etc. And again, I think it's, I think we have ultimately developed into, generally speaking, where you have weak people that cannot make, uh, you know, you, you want hand-holding, but you want the freedom all in one basket. You can't get that. I think the responsibility, and you know, please don't be upset when I say this, this is a personal opinion for what it's worth. I think the responsibility starts right at school. And I think we're losing out at the school itself. And it's not the teachers. Let's be honest for a second. Our teachers are well-paid. 
Yes. But the curriculum is set up to make workers not entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? Because if there's too many entrepreneurs, no one's a worker bee. You get what I'm saying? You you, want, you see the angle I'm coming from there? Yeah. But, I mean, I've often, I've often thought that I think, I mean, I'm no teacher by any means. But I've often thought that the curriculum setup or the the school setup, if you will, um, in a sense, well, I won't go as far as saying a fail, but I think it could be. I think you know, there's certain things like I'm not sure if you've ever listened to Frank Stronick um, of Magnet talk about it. And I know he's often mentioned. Well, if you ever listen to him, I think he, you know, he's done. I've heard various talks from him type thing, but he's often said that you know, high school should be grade nine and grade ten, and then grade eleven and grade twelve type thing. You should be doing a trade or some sort of co-op program because some of the stuff essentially they're teaching you is just sort of essentially bullshit, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying that all of it is, but I just think as an example, like I think you, you get people that aren't sure what they want to do and they're, they're taking, you know, various classes and stuff. And it's like, what are you going to do with that? Like, I mean, okay, you'll get a degree or you'll get a something, you know, some sort of certificate with that. But in reality, if say the plumbing fails in your house tomorrow, what's that certificate going to do? If the world went to hell in a handbasket tomorrow, what will that certificate allow you to do in, in a crisis of, but you know, you, but now you're proving no, my point to be correct. And I want to explain how, no, what you're no, 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 I just want to be clear. This. I wasn't saying your point was wrong. I'm just saying, though, that I think in some regards, the curriculum that we do have, some of it is is beneficial and great. But I think in other regards, I think, again, we are in 2023. I think there's a lot of other things that we could be making adaptive changes. I mean, my personal thoughts, strictly, like I'm, again, no educator, but I do find talking to young people or, or children type thing, their minds are like a sponge. They're ready to absorb vast amounts of information and probably realistically at a much greater rate than we ever would have drawn as kids just by virtue of the internet and yep. the way information is, is exchanged and traded and shared now. And I think that definitely there could be immense changes and, and things like that. But I think you have so many other vested interests in the mix that you will not see that change because you would see too much bucking of the authority. That's just my sort of thought on it. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. But what I mean by like you're proving my point is we're making people or we're educating them only to the level that they're consumers and they're worker bees. So they're chasing the dollar that they're making, which as we know now, um, in a lot of ways, is not even enough to s survive and live in this economy. It's not. So other than like our parents, your parents, you know, when they're upbringing, they were learning how to do things. But now we're setting it up so that you go from high school to college. And a lot of these things were taught in trade schools and they've done everything in their power and they've been successful. Please don't take this the wrong way, corporations, but I'm just outlining what I've seen. So now you've taken this away from high school students in a technical school that might be better with their hands opposed to their ability to you know, write things on paper and be academic, if you will. And now everything, including retail companies, now you have like a diploma in different forms of retail. And it's like, well, wouldn't I just learn that stuff on the job normally? And you will. But now when you're doing retail, they now have their own universities in retail. It's a very convoluted and tricky system. And I think it's really taking something that's not necessary and associating it with a cost. So I think in a lot of ways, we're, we're keeping ourselves so busy that we're not realizing that you're not really making anywhere. Raises are like, like, you know, 0.3% to 1%. No offense, but that means sweet fuck all when you're making $19 an hour, right? Think about that. I got a nickel. No, no and, and trust me, I, I agree, John. And I think that's where, again, like you need to 
get back to a more of a well-rounded society where people are able to do some more things for themselves so they're not necessarily relying on the system of things the system per se as much to to, to foster them along right yes. i think also though that there's a lot of young people that are quote unquote searching or trying to find themselves and i think again give them some things to actually try out while they're in school versus making them take some of these courses that you know i mean a lot of people that's just like well i'm you know uh, i'm just doing the course because i need the credit well okay i mean when you look back at, at high school like how many courses do you actually remember that you actually use versus well you needed the whatever number of credits to graduate so you just took the damn class And frankly, to be honest, same with university or or you need so many credits or or things to, you know, to to get that degree. I mean, in some of it, it's just like you're listening to the the lecture and are you really taking it in? Maybe, maybe not. Some of them are what I would refer to as bird classes. You just show up and you'll ultimately pass, you know, philosophy. And and I don't mean I just I'm not targeting philosophy directly, but I'm just saying some of the stuff you could you could hypotheticalize or it's sort of, you know, speculation, this and that, the other. But again, it's all you know pie in the sky sort of bullshit right versus something usable usable sorry and again like for some maybe maybe that works but then you you ultimately then have people young people in some cases graduating universities and they have you know this degree or whatever but you hand them a left-handed wrench and they wouldn't know what to do with it 100 percent. or hey go grab that box of steam over there and they actually go over looking for a box yeah right and you know what i mean and if you if you miss those two little puns there guys go back and have a re-listen to it or you know maybe you uh, like have a look at yourself right Google it. but I, I, yeah but no i i do think that again like we need to get back to a thing where people and even if they don't so much utilize those skills they at least have them right so maybe if they're not quite making a dollar or a cost that that they would ultimately be happy with they do have a certain skill set so if they do need to fix something in their home or a skill to use in day-to-day life, they can do so to help offset the the money that they're not bringing in, yeah. right? And I think get it back to a system where people are interacting with each other, getting getting to a point where people can do things other than just, you know, something on a computer. And I want to be crystal clear, John, I think that computer skills and people being able to do things online, I mean, let's be clear, we are certainly going that way. Absolutely. There's no argument, we are already there and we are going to continue sailing right through that you know, those waters. But all of a sudden, like there's a power outage or, or you know, uh, the internet goes down, they lose their signal or Wi-Fi. Fuck me, man. You got people that can't even navigate a city. You, you say north or south and they're still looking at their phone trying to figure out where they're going. They never right? learn, never eat shredded wheat, just saying. No, and trust me, but that's just it, right? And again, I'm saying, I think there is a balance. I think we are off that balance, right? I, I agree. So, when we're too busy trying to make people into consumers and worker bees, we're missing some of the value in just knowing how to do the basics. But let me cut you off because I mm-hmm. got another one to ask you. So there was a certain grocery store brand, I'm not going to name their names, but as mm-hmm. soon as I mention this, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So we talked about money. So I wanted to ask, they overcharged for a certain type of meat. It was twelve mm-hmm. over $12 a kilo for this type of meat. And they brushed it off when they got called out in the media. What's your thoughts on grocery stores or any kind of place over gouging people and trying to brush it off? So two things. First off, I don't like seeing people in general for any service getting gouged. Okay. And in the most general sense, do I care whether they were called out or not? Not really. Because it's not really going to change much. They may apologize. They may, you know, throw a sale next week, whatever, whatever. But it's all bullshit. They didn't apologize, actually. No, but I'm saying though, if they did, but it's like a a wishy-washy, oh, we are sorry, but I know they didn't. I'm just saying 
if they did, right? Yeah. Now, the thing is, is interestingly enough, is that if you call them out, okay, they get targeted, maybe lambasted a little bit, but does anything really change? And if you don't call them out, you know, ultimately then the other grocers start to see, hey, well, you know, they got away with it. Hey, they're getting away with it. Maybe we can try upping ours a little bit. And the next thing that just becomes the the new minimum, goal. right? Yep. But again, you get into a thing where people are saying, well, it should be regulated. Well, then, I mean, we're in a society where it's like you can, you can set the price on something and then we as consumers have the opportunity of whether we want to pay it or not, right? So I agree to a certain degree. Well, no, I, I'm just saying, though, as an example, there's numerous other places that we could go for, let's say, as an example, um, fish. Now, I know that in the, the story, it was not fish, but in this case, say it is fish. So we can ultimately go somewhere else. We can go to the, the grocer down the street. We can get a fishing pole out and go get it ourselves. But we essentially have options, right? When so it comes to fish, yes. Well, I'm just saying in this case, or maybe you have uh, free range birds and you, you, you set up like a, I don't know, a little chicken coop or something in the backyard or maybe you live in a condo and you don't have that option but you can certainly grow vegetables on your balcony my point is john is that we all make decisions in life and we have choices and if enough people got together and said i am not going to place a to buy my you know fish or my whatever product then maybe they would start to take notice but the the realism is is people have short memories that's well proven in numerous facets of life politics and (laughs) very much so right i mean don't even get me started on the jet but like they're trying now to make this deal go through on the jet i think they did 85 no but i just mean oh when harper was trying to do it it was all you know anyways whole other matter like (laughs) all i'm saying is is that i don't agree that people should be getting price gouged not whatsoever but i mean what would you like to see as an example do you want to see civil unrest people go in and start um looting the store there and 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 like would that fix it you know i mean is well, here's here's what's interesting. The same grocery store brand has allegedly, and I'm not going to say the name because obviously I don't feel like getting sued today, but allegedly the same brand, which is a Canada-wide company, it's national, also got caught apparently red-handed with, um, I, I'm trying to say it without actually saying, we'll say, we'll say the brand of food, um, bread. Apparently they had made a deal with other grocery stores to make bread more expensive than it actually is. So everybody's aware of that now, or a lot of people are because it became available in the news mainstream media now how do we deal with that when companies are knowingly gouging people and they're doing it together well i guess i go and buy a bread making machine pick up some yeast and dough and whatever else i need to make bread and i start doing it myself at home okay. again john like I, i'm not saying it's the most convenient thing you know but no, no of course not you know i i just i want to be clear on something i guess so like and maybe maybe this year i don't know i'm coming across more of a hard ass on this stuff than i i maybe i used to but it's the more like again i sort of reflect and just look at some situations and I remember a grade three teacher I had, a great teacher, great teacher. And um, I remember one of his lines that he said to us in grade three. And looking back, like, I mean, it was a it was a line where I look back and I think, man, was that a little bit harsh? Like, should he have been saying it? Because I remember him saying it to the front of the class and he said it with like conviction that like he was serious. He wasn't just saying it with a smile. Like he said it with like a straight face, very much like trying to illustrate it. And to this day, John, I've never forgotten what he said. And he said, life tough you know and he did this thing like very dramatic if you will i remember him looking around the class after he said it once on a pause and he looked around the class and he said life's tough 
No, and he illustrated that no one's ever going to give you anything. Nothing is going to come for free, and that life is tough, and it's what you make it. And so, you know, before before like as an example, milk products became uh, a thing of where that you could just buy it in a store. I mean, you know, people would have their own cattle, and they they would milk the cattle, and you know, all this, or they would they would have their own pigs, and they they would just do things for themselves to you know ultimately what they had to do to get by. But then we have ultimately come to a thing where you were so reliant right on other people or other resources and things just to be automatically done for you but then likewise you get bent out of shape when that person decides to up the price of their product if you don't like it listen piss on them then you don't go there anymore i don't think it's a matter that nobody wants to pay i don't i don't think that's really what it, I no, think- no 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 but what i'm saying though is, is as an example john is if i don't if i don't agree if, if i don't think sorry that say a, a car company they are selling a product that i feel is worth the dollar amount that they are trying to charge. I just don't buy that car. Much know, like, you know, it, but the, the and, problem and that's sort of, escalates worse. I know that. people I know people need to eat. I get that. But again, if you can go and buy a thing of seeds at a you know at like a wherever store and grow your own vegetables or you can go and buy that bread maker. I mean once the, you've bought the bread maker, the dough, you now set the price. If you want to make the loaf of bread as an example and then sell it to your neighbor for forty seven cents, well great. Now you're the one setting the price. Maybe everyone starts to come to you. I'm just saying that talking about entrepreneurship and, and people getting out there and doing something. So maybe now someone should stand up and say, you know, fuck this. I'm not going to grocery store or whatever and paying X number of dollars for, for bread or whatever. I'm going to start my own bread company. Yeah. Just like, and again, I'm not saying it's easy. No, 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 no. You, it's not about I, easy. I think just as, no, no, I'm just saying as society, I think sometimes we've, we've become soft. There's been so many good times and generally good years and even the years that were rough. I mean, you think about it, like we didn't look through ourselves, I'm speaking. We did not live through World War One or two. We have generally experienced like, no, no, even when people talk about, oh, like the hard times here and, you know, we've had some recessions, we've had this and that, but I mean, nothing like, when you look back in history, nothing like what people before us have actually experienced. That's just my opinion. I don't know. And maybe I'm, again, being too much of a hard ass. No, no, no. Again, I I, I just... I don't think it's a matter you know. of being a hard ass. I think uh, just looking at the picture of things and when, you know, the going gets tough and then people are taking advantage. I think that's the angle I'm looking at. It's not a matter like and, and I guess I kind of covered it earlier when I said like, you know, we're kind of making everything a different course. And it, by essentially we're making it diff- uh, difficult because that information now costs opposed to we used to get that information in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, and again, though, I think like there's so many products and so many things now for people to spend their money on that also weighs into the equation maybe in in generations and decades past there just wasn't as many things for money to be diverted to right i mean there's so many ways to look at the whole situation john but that being said i don't want to see anyone get gouged i recognize people obviously need to eat people need to pay for their their mortgages or their shelter their rent i'm not obtuse to that so don't get me wrong i fully agree and sympathize and i mean again i'm i'm in the same boat as everyone else so i just want to be clear i'm just saying i think sometimes we I think sometimes we have to stand back for a second and just pause and look at the situation sometimes that we have put ourselves in. But likewise, look at the situation that ultimately we could be in in turn of if we were in like a third world country or something of that nature of how bad things could also be. Just to give us some perspective. I agree. On the next episode of Go Deep the Podcast, Hardcore Motorsports Mofo. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I like to think of it as no lift shift. Yeah, no kidding. We'll call you no brake pedal mofo because holy fuck. Woo! <laughs> just sort of came out swinging there, John. I don't know. I just... Uh, You're angry today. Yeah, you know what? I don't know, John. It's just sometimes like just get talking with this stuff and it just it sort of strikes a chord, right? Or I like it. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you just decide like you've had enough. And I mean, I, I, we're, we're going to talk about it next time, I know. But um, I, I'd love to get into that, that situation down there in Texas in that little diner. Love oh, to get your okay. opinion. I, I I know um, I'd like to get G.I. Joe, his sort of perspective on that as an American, his thoughts and how he would deal with it. Well, you folks, know? if you could help us find G.I. Joe's balls to have him on the show, just simply reach out to GoDeepProductions.GoDaddySites.com and send G.I. Joe a message and say, hey, we found them. Come on the show. <laughs> Sorry, just a little play on there. G.I. Joe. Motorsports Mofo. It's 2023, and I'm so thankful you're still on the podcast, and we're still going deep. Yeah, man. Always happy to do this, folks. Thank you so much for allowing us to do this and for the listening, the continued support. I know it had been a hot minute since... Uh since you heard from us but we're still here just been busy been doing some other stuff but again we really appreciate everyone listening and all the continued support and we're going to be here and we're going to be back stronger than ever 2023 and loads of topics lots of new information and stuff that we're going to be uh, throwing some real zingers out there so really hope you stick with us through it all yes it might be darker but we still plan on delivering the slaps just ask mofo's wife there's there's going to be plenty of slaps (laughs) Jesus Christ John you know like I love you. I don't care what anybody says about you. I love you, buddy. Oh, fuck me. It's good to see some things are consistent. A wise person once told me nobody likes to tip. So that's why we go deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep. This is Go Deep Productions. Thank you for listening to Go Deep, the podcast, a member of Go Deep Productions, where we give our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on all forms of social media. If you would like to reach out to the show, email us at GoDeepThePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, always go deep.